Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, co-host as it has been for the better part of a month and a half, Brian Johnson. The streak is alive. Yes, and I have reason to believe we'll be back next week, too. I think I will be. I'm already looking forward to that. Uh, Let's call it a a full-on guarantee. I I like like the sound of that. Nothing is going to happen between now and next week that will stop you from executing next week's Fantasy Football Weekly. Nothing. This week, we're going back to a subject we had at this time last year, our Aloe Vera players. What are Aloe Vera players, Brian? Guys, we thought... We're going to be a soothing addition to our fantasy teams mm-hmm. last year, but they burned us. They burned us. But no, but, no, but we're going to go back to them now, and they're going to soothe our burns. That's right. Exactly. Vera-like qualities. They burned us last year, but we're going to go right back to the well, and they are going to be soothing in it, this coming season. And what's better, at least for my guys, is they're much cheaper. Yeah, they're all cheaper. These are all guys. Around. That's right. These right. are all guys that are going to cost you less this year than, than most years. Um, I've got five guys. You've got four guys that we're going back to the well on. These are all underperformers. In some cases, dramatic underperformers. Yeah. Um, and but guys that we're optimistic on, and and guys that we're buying on, including off season leagues, including dynasty leagues. Yeah, these are these are all guys that I I think have the chance to make good for the uh, make good on on the wrongs of last season. Let's begin with. Trey Lance. Everybody's totally off of him. Um, And obviously, things couldn't have gone more wrong for him last year. He fractured his fibula and suffered a significant, uh, what they called ligament disruption to his ankle. But that was back in week two. So we never got to see anything really with Trey Lance. He had the one game in a monsoon in Chicago, and then that happened. I didn't hear the ligament disruption. Yeah, that doesn't sound good, does it? (laughs) No, (laughs) No, it doesn't. Um, But the good news is, repeated reports that he's already working out and he's going to be 100% for OTAs. And he and Sam Darnold will be effectively the healthy quarterbacks to start at least the off-season program for San Francisco. Now, the reason I'm I'm remaining interested in Trey Lance, Brian. The running. The running. Rushing quarterbacks are a fantasy football cheat code. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields were all top five fantasy producers at the quarterback position last year. 
And we all know San Francisco's loaded with weapons. It, it doesn't take elite quarterbacking skills to gravy train off of the abilities of George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And for the same reasons that they made Trey Lance the second pick of the draft two years ago, you know, the crazy athleticism, the arm strength, the mobility. I mean, if it all comes together for Trey Lance, he's got, if it all comes together, he's got top five fantasy upside because of the running he'd bring to the table. All about the rushing. Lamar Jackson would have been on that list if healthy. Daniel yeah. Jones was sniffing the top five. Yeah, yeah. got to love the running quarterbacks. Right. Now, you know, there's unfortunately this competition, right? So Brock Purdy looked legitimately qualified to be an NFL quarterback in the games he played. And, um, you know, who knows, even in that, you know, the, the, the postseason game that he got knocked out of, who knows what could have happened in that game had he stayed healthy. Sam Darnold they brought in, and this is my biggest worry on Trey Lance. They knew Trey Lance was going to be healthy for the start of, tra- of OTAs, minicamps, and certainly into the season, and they still brought in Sam Darnold. Yeah, they're kind of been, they've kind of been saying that Purdy should be ready by week one. I'm not buying into that whatsoever. He had Tommy John surgery. Now, he's not a starting pitcher, but still. No, right. I don't know. I, I think Darnold, I think he'll push Lance in camp, but the upside on Lance is so insane that... Uh, Yes. I like the pick. I will say this, though. I did throw a, a ticket in for Sam Darnold, comeback player of the year. Did you? One. Yeah. Well, I, look, I don't blame you. I'm it sure. was Geno well, Smith last year. Right. And it, it's a great spot for whoever starts at quarterback. It is. Because, again, all you have to do is just get the ball into the hands of your playmakers. I just don't like that they signed Darnold at all. Yeah. Um, because if, they, if the Niners really believed in Trey Lance, I think they would have just rolled in with Trey Lance and, and Brock Purdy. But... Then again, maybe they just feel like you can never have too much quarterback depth. Sam Darnold, by third string or second string standards, is is fine, pretty good. Yeah, and but right now Trey Lance's value can only go up, really, can't go down. Right. I mean, he's like quarterback right. 15, 16, kind of yes. in that range. And last year he was inside the top ten, based on the rushing potential, of course. So you're buying for pennies on the dollar, Brian, yeah. and that's you know that's a lot of my interest in, in Trey Lance. Is it costs you effectively nothing, and he's an aloe vera player. I just I liked him going into last season. I had him on a bunch of teams going into last season. I got burned, and I'm hoping I'm ready to get hurt again. Speaking of pennies on the dollar. Yes. I have a quarterback getting drafted after Trey Lance. Oh, boy. A former Super Bowl champion, MVP. (laughs) I think you might know where I'm going with this. Russell Wilson. Yes. Wow. I love the contrarian nature of this. Uh, Tell me more. Last year, drafted as quarterback 10, roughly inside the top 75 players overall. Mm -hmm. Expectations were sky high. Yeah. But uh, he was a figurative punching bag all season long. We had our fun with uh, his touchdowns versus toilets ratio. I think he eventually did. I think he eventually topped the toilets. It took till mid-December. Yeah, he he eventually dethroned the thrones. (laughs) Nice job. (laughs) Finished as quarterback 24 in points per game, though. He's like... Two good games came at that. One was the very end of the season, yes. And one was in week 16 when you were dead in the water if you were relying on Russell Wilson. But right now, his ADP is 125th overall. Mm -hmm. That's quarterback 18. Yeah. So it's a fire sale on Wilson. And at this price, I'll take my chances on a bounce back. Um, Thankfully, it's not his second year in Nathaniel Hackett's system. He was not cut out for head coaching duties. Sean Payton, a huge upgraded head coach. Of yes. course, especially especially for an offense on the offensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. Um, Cortland Sutton seems like he's going to stay in town, as is Jerry Judy. That's a, a couple nice receivers. Greg Dulcich showed some flashes. Unfortunately, yes. Javante Williams might not be ready, if at all, but 
they'll they'll fill in for him at running back. They already have Samaj P. Ryan. Tim Patrick supposed to come back. So it's really just about the price tag right now. At QB 18, if I'm not going after the big-name guys, the Josh Allens, the Jalen Hurts uh, of the world, and I'm going to stack like three quarterbacks towards the end of the draft, uh, Wilson is one of the guys I'll have in that rotation for sure. I think you've missed on one of the most compelling arguments for Russell Wilson and an improved season. He got rid of some toilets? <laughs> Take some toilets out? Um, no, not that. What I think the, the most compelling part is, Offensive line was a disaster last year. Injuries everywhere, including Garrett Bowles, their left tackle, who missed most of the season, maybe all the season. And they brought in Mike McGlinchey. I mean, this is going to be a much better offensive line. And that was such a big part of the problem last year. And got to believe that that's, that's going to make put Russ in a much better position to cook. And hopefully he just chills on the commercials and all that other off-the-field crap. Just focus on football. Uh, no, I don't. Come on, Russell. Like a little bit like Baker Mayfield. You got to right? redeem. Yeah, pretty much the, the con- only Mo- Patrick Mahomes is uh, outpacing his uh, commercial, commercial. Yeah, production, right. right. Or however you want to say it. The next aloe vera player for me, J.K. Dobbins. Last year, a disappointment. Obviously, finishes RB forty eight while hobbling around the field. Still messed up from last year's ACL. Unfortunately for Dobbins, he appeared in eight games and it was on again off again remember you know he was very adamant that he wanted to start the season but he was clearly wasn't ready and then missed a bunch of games and he came back and you know but a lot of what hurt J.K. Dobbins last year and the reason he finished RB 48 he scored two touchdowns that's it and you know a lot of a lot of what we thought going into the season why I was optimistic on J.K. Dobbins was that he was going to get so much of the goal line work because he had always gotten the goal line work and they didn't run Lamar Jackson very often at the goal line so I was really optimistic that the touchdowns would be the one thing you could really count on from J.K. Dobbins year off the ACL and that never materialized and didn't even have that many chances at it and here's what I found really interesting digging up data on on, on Dobbins this season Brian he finished at an impressive 5.7 yards per carry. He finished fifth in yards over expectation last year. And J.K. Dobbins finished seventh in breakaway percentage. He had a better year than any of the numbers would suggest in a totally broken Ravens offense. And remember, they couldn't pass at all. And defenses would come in, stack the box, and, you know, Baltimore's passing offense just offered no resistance. So, presumably, the Ravens' offense is more balanced this year. And I'm back on J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I like it. And uh, he'll be two years removed from the major knee injury. We saw that with Saquon Barkley. He struggled his first year back. Um, And Dobbins wasn't quite the prospect Barkley was, but he was pretty close. Second-round draft equity, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yep, uh, I'm optimistic on J.K. Dobbins. Okay, let's go. Let's go back to you. Who is your next aloe vera player? We talked about him last week, but I, I got to mention Brandon Cooks again, who has recorded 1,000 yard receiving seasons with four different teams and Amazing. has six 1,000 yard receiving seasons since 2015. That's basically the most among any wide receivers during that span, more than Stephon Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen. 
Last year, he was drafted as wide receiver 23. Mm. Uh, That was also roughly inside the top 75 players overall. People were expecting that safe, typical wide receiver two production. Yep. Thousand yards, six or seven touchdowns. But we did not get that. Uh, It was an absolute disaster in 2022 for Cooks. Only played 13 games, but when he was on the field and healthy, he was ineffective. He finished as wide receiver 42 in points per game. But it wasn't all on him. He was on the Texans. Yeah, that was a, it was a, clearly a struggling offense, and and Davis Mills. As much as I was optimistic, he could be a. You know, I never thought he'd be a great quarterback, but I thought he could be like a serviceable NFL quarterback. Davis Mills is really a backup quarterback. Yeah, as did I. I, I thought Mills might turn out to be something special, but it's not looking that way. But he should have a new quarterback uh, to start the season. I can think we can say he will have a new. Yeah, no, we he will. No, he's not going on the Texans <laughs> anymore. Duh, he will have a new quarterback, yes. Dak Prescott. Yes. On the Cowboys. He's, now he gets his fifth chance Yes, with the Cowboys. And I, even though since that trade, his ADP has surged a little bit, he's still currently wide receiver 44. Mm. And that I think when the dust settles, he'll be somewhere in the mid-30s, outside the top 30. But that'll still be a discount to me. I think yeah. there is potential for, to hit, for him to have his best season yet. Of course, C.D. Lamb is the, the top target there, but he's going to draw a ton of attention and I think we will get that safe wide receiver two production from Brandon Cooks this year. So he is my second aloe vera player. I'm going with Michael Pittman as my next aloe vera player. Two years ago, so let's back up two seasons, 2021. It was his second year, and it looked like he was ready to launch into stardom. You know, all the metrics were heading the heading upwards, and really thought that in 2022 he was going to take another big step forward. And instead, Michael Pittman saw a sizable decrease in yards and touchdowns, and the numbers just didn't come together. Now, a lot of it was because he was catching passes from Matt Ryan, currently out of the league, Sam Ellinger, who could be out of the league. He's on roster, but he could be out of the league before everything is said and done, and Nick Foles, who's the ultimate quarterback journeyman. By the way, you know how many teams Nick Foles has been on? At least five. Eight. Eight? Eight. Wow. <laughs> That's why I can call him the ultimate quarterback journeyman. I, I, whenever I hear Nick Foles, I don't think of the Super Bowl. You I don't? remember his seven-touchdown game against yeah, the Raiders yes. when, he, when he was on the Eagles. That was amazing. Whenever that was. Yep. Yep. I don't think it was the same year of the Super Bowl. No, it wasn't. It was prior to that. But anyway. What really killed Michael Pittman was the feeble arms of these quarterbacks. His dot last year plummeted from 10 yards per pass two years ago, all the way down to six and a half yards per pass. That is a, it's a major difference. When you're losing four yards on every catch, mm-hmm. that hurts your overall fantasy performance. That adds up pretty quick. It does. He is still, Pittman, a big physical receiver, ideally built for goal line box, box outs. We know he can catch downfield. And Indy, okay, so Indy's got pick four. They're going to go quarterback here, almost certainly. At yeah. pick four, um, or now, they get Lamar Jackson. They're kind yeah, of that that's it. Maybe goal. we'll see. You know, maybe uh, it'd be great for them if they could do it and retain pick four. I Definitely. don't know how that would be possible, but maybe uh, Young and Stroud are probably gone, right? Uh, so those two quarterbacks are going to be gone. It likely leaves the Colts with a developmental quarterback like Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. That's not great for the short term of for Michael Pittman, but that's some speculation on my part. Still think Pittman is a very good wide receiver talent, and if the quarterbacking is non awful, well, we talked he's got about some room it, to get better. We talked about him last week. It, it's most likely, regardless of who they end up drafting a quarterback, is is Gardner Minshew, who 
Yeah, it's a great point. I Gardner Minshew is your probable. Yeah, probable he's an upgrade starter. over the yeah. corpse of Matt Ryan and Sam yes. Ellinger for sure. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Who's your uh, next? And is it your final? No, you've still got two left. Who's your next Alavero player? Uh, one of my all-time favorites, Darren Waller, mm. drafted as tight end five last year, and as we all know, he did not meet those expectations, uh, mainly due to injury. Though played only eight games, he was seventh among tight ends in points per game. So if he you know, finished the season out. He, he would have been sniffing that t- tight end five finish. But now, as most know, if you don't know, he's been traded to the Giants, where if he's healthy, he's the clear cut. He's the best receiver on the team right now. Top receiving option. Yes. He, he will, he's their wide receiver one. And right now with the price tag of tight end eight, I will roll the dice one last time mm-hmm. on Darren Waller in the tight end wasteland. I, short and sweet there. Yeah. I'm buying Waller at that price. Yeah, At tight end eight? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am too. I, I like because he gives you tight end three upside. Yeah, because he's done it before. Mm-hmm. We know that Waller can be that. Um, and you know what? He's, old, he's aging, but he's he's got some. Gas he's aging, but he's he's low mileage because exactly. he wasn't a major part of that Raiders offense or before that the Ravens offense um, until the last really three years. So there's a lot of tread on that tire for a 30-year-old. I think he's 30. 31. 31? Most, yep, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, right he, in that range. But we're just worried about this year. And he'll be, if he's healthy, love it. Love the potential. When we come back, we're going to pivot to another tight end, find out who our next Aloe Vera player is in moments. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchi and Brian Johnson with you. Thank you for listening. You may have caught that we are doing Fantasy Football Weekly micro editions, five to ten minute breakdowns of players. We did them last week. We're going to do them next week as well. So you can look forward to hearing some of those and your feedback is appreciated on those. At Paul Charchian on Twitter. It's the best way to let me know what you think is we're, it's an experiment. Do you like it? Are you listening? Do you enjoy it? What can we do better? We're, we're here for you. I plan to listen. I haven't listened yet, but I will. I, I saw that Kyle Pitts is the first player. Yes. In the first episode. So Without I you. I know. I'm Without sure you. Tyler. Oh. Uh, Tyler proud. did a I good job. Yeah, you'd have been proud. You'd have you'd have liked you'd have liked that. Uh, as you can imagine, I took the contrarian no. side of that debate. No um, way! <laughs> I know it's shocking, right? Let's not even get my <laughs> boy, Like I haven't listened yet because I just didn't want to get triggered. I was yeah, like, well, I, that's probably smart. But there are four other ones or three other ones you can listen. I'll to listen as to well. them all, and everyone okay. else should as well. Mark Andrews had a massive drop in productivity from the prior year. 
Uh, his his stats last year down roughly 40% in yards, touchdowns, and fantasy points. It was a huge miss for Mark Andrews. Uh, even in the tight end wasteland, it turned out he wasn't even an every week starter, which at the end of the day was crushing. What made it more painful is he got off to a great start. He did. Probably yes, like he did. 80% of his final numbers came yep. in the like first month of the well, season. Well, that would be the first six weeks. There we go. He topped 63 yards one time after week six. Yeah. He did not score after week six. So it all came to a crashing halt. And... I was trying to remember exactly when Lamar Jackson left, and I'm like, it must be closer to week six than I thought. It turned out it wasn't. Lamar Jackson played week through week 12. Yeah. So it wasn't all just because Tyler Huntley can't pass, although he's not a very good passer. Um, but you know what did happen right around week six? He got hurt, didn't he, Andrews? He did. Get, he got dinged up a bit, and he did miss a couple of games in there. But Rashad Bateman's last yeah. full game was week seven. The only and when Bateman, competent wide receiver. The only competent and the only field-stretching wide receiver to open up the middle of the field mm-hmm. for Mark Andrews. And without that, they didn't have anybody who could press defenses down the field, make safeties play away from the line of scrimmage. Everybody's defenses were able to double Mark Andrews and go make Devin Duvernay beat you. They would have been better off just signing a couple track stars that could at least <laughs> run fast. Well, they did that with Sean Jackson. That's why Deshaun, they brought yeah, in Deshaun right. Jackson yeah. at the end of at the end of the season. But he's not tricking anybody. No, not at, it's really <laughs> not, not at that stage of his career. Um, now, speaking of Lamar Jackson, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be for the Ravens, but odds are the way things are looking right now, it's going to be Lamar Jackson. It's not. It doesn't appear to be going anywhere right now. And if not, Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. <laughs> That's a possibility. Um, now, one big advantage working in the favor of Mark Andrews is the change at offensive coordinator. They're going, to, they're going from the run-heavy stylings of Greg Roman to Todd Monken. Now, he was Georgia's most recently Georgia's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Stetson Bennett, and presumably he's going to bring more balance to the offense. But his last time in the NFL as an offensive coordinator, he spent two years with the Buccaneers. Jameis Winston and my beloved Stewbeard, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm. The Buccaneers in those two years ranked fourth and first in passing yards. Mark Andrews, I mean, a more balanced offense can only help Mark Andrews here with more passing, more opportunities, and he's my next aloe vera player. Let's go to your uh, last guy, and that is... Bear with me. Uh, you're not, I'm not with you on this. I <laughs> maybe I can convince you. Okay. Alan Robinson, who Oof. currently is still a member of the Los Angeles Rams, yes. uh, is on the trade block, and they are, as they should be, offering to take on some of his <laughs> contract to uh, to any takers. I think the Vikings should kick the tires, to be honest with you. But anyway, A. Rob was drafted as wide receiver twenty one last year. He finished as wide receiver ninety. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. um, it has to be awful. He but right now he's going as wide receiver ninety one. Is he really first right, overall? That sounds right. That's, that's free. Guess by that's me. free, and I okay. love I love free stuff. I'm not writing him off yet. It was he went to the Rams. It was supposed to be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Yeah, but the Rams were the most hungover Super Bowl defending champions yeah, in ever. the history yeah. of the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford, not he didn't even play half the year when he played. Right. He he was hurt. Uh, Cooper Cup got hurt. Allen Robinson could not carry that offense alone. And he only finished with three touchdowns, 339 yards. But do you remember how many games he played? How many games he played? 
Uh, most of them is what I remember. Like Ten. Tw- all right, I was going to guess and 12. And he was all sort right. of warming up towards the end of his season, but he got injured in his 10th game. I believe it was in mm-hmm. week 11. So, you know, if he stays on the Rams, he's still starting opposite Cooper Cup, who's all over the place. He'll be the outside boundary receiver. He was top five in end zone targets for a while when healthy. And he could get traded to a, a, a better scenario. But again, the very last pick, in, I'm taking him in 20-round drafts with the last pick. Yeah, I'll take that shot in the dark. And uh, you can't drop him in best ball. But with the, in the 20th round, I'll, I'll, I can live with that landmine. And if, you, if you're able to drop him, in standard leagues, then you didn't hurt you at all to take a, right. uh, take a flyer right. on Allen Robinson. So uh, I'm going we'll with a little more high-profile guy for my final aloe vera player, Debo Samuel, yeah. who dropped down to wide receiver 32 last year behind the likes of Zay Jones and George Pickens. Really? So uh, what happened last year? We had nagging injuries. Uh, Christian McCaffrey showed up and started taking some of his work. And the real killer uh, here, he didn't score touchdowns. He had two receiving touchdowns and just three rushing touchdowns for Debo Samuel last year. And the revolving door quarterback. The quarterback. Trey Lance to Garoppolo to Purdy. Yeah. You need some consistency there. Maybe. I mean, I thought those guys basically played fine, though. Garoppolo and Purdy played okay. So, to me, I'm not using them as an excuse for the lack of production, but Debo Samuel remains arguably the single most electric player at any position with the ball in his hands. A reminder, he finished number one in yards after catch. You know how many yards he had after his yak number? Nine yards after the catch for Debo Samuel. Total? Not No, not total. Oh, okay. Per catch. <laughs> okay. Per <laughs> catch. Right. Nine might have been believable. He finished number one by more than a yard over the next closest player in yak. He was number one in yards over expectation at four, sorry, 6.4 yards per reception in yards over expectation. Number one, by the way, in both categories last year too, 2021. I mean, I don't have to sell listeners that Debo Samuel's a special player. And as for the touchdowns, it's hard for wide receivers to score when they don't catch downfield. And that's part of what hurt Debo. Debo was the second most targeted wide receiver on passes behind the line of scrimmage. He had 31 targeted passes behind the line of scrimmage. It's hard to score in those situations, and that does bring some volatility to him because you're not guaranteed the same kind of touchdown usage that you would get from other players. And he wasn't even in the top 100 of wide receivers in deep ball targets. So, you know, it's just that's part of what limits Debo a little bit, um, and he takes a lot of hits. You know, he gets carries. He gets tackled more than most wide receivers do. But I don't care. Every player is an injury risk. I'm willing to look past that. And he played basically all of last year. So I just feel like one way or another, he gets quarterback stability here, no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Trey Lance or Brock Purdy or Sam Darnold. Debo's going to be back, and I'm ready to get burned again. But I think he's going to be a a cooling balm for my fantasy team, Debo Samuel. We're going to buy on the dip. Yeah, he was a late first, early second pick uh round pick last year now you're getting them late third which is pretty significant difference Discount. when you're yeah. talking rounds that high up yeah. in the draft uh some recent uh news stories about brandon i potentially being traded that oh, would that would bring some interesting uh some interesting uh you know usage change potentially to debo samuel uh all right well thank you for listening everybody 
Fantasy Football Weekly back next Friday, but also look for Fantasy Football Weekly Micro on Monday through Thursday as we do short examinations of one player each one of those days. You know who we should get to do like the a new intro is the Micro Machines guy. Remember him? No, I remember Micro Machines, but I don't uh, remember the guy. He, he would talk really fast in the commercials about Micro Machines. Also, Micro Machines, very underrated NES game. Did you ever play that? No. It was like, Tell me about uh, it. Uh, it was a racing game, Yeah, but it was like cars, helicopters, and you know, the, the cars Ooh. would be like on a kitchen table, Yeah, and the track was made out of like Cheerios oh, lining fun. it. And like the the boats were like in the bathtub, yeah. but it was a fun racing game. There's Under a current race. current gen the uh, the new um, the new Hot Wheels game is shockingly good. I bet shockingly they, good. I bet they you got listeners, you got kids from micro yeah. machines. Yeah, I it bet could they very did. well be. Uh, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you in uh, one week's time, and even less for those listening to Fantasy Football Weekly Micro. Bye bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.